What's up, guys? Come back to another video on this channel. It's going to be episode four of Coding with Pranav. Um, so, obviously, welcome back to Pranav. Hey, thanks, Rhino. Hey. Thanks a lot for having me back. Yeah, fourth episode. Who'd have thunk? It was. Yeah, I, think, I think I would have. <laughs> that's what they all say, right? You know, yeah. I'm a joke at some point. Yeah. Yes, it's episode four. Believe it or not. It, yeah, and today is more or less about not just, it's really not focused on creating something from scratch, but then expanding on a breadcrumb that I left in episode three. So it's important that if you guys want to follow along, make sure you get a chance to watch episodes two, three, and four, because that's really where the meat, not the meat and potatoes, but that's really where most of the important stuff has happened right and today and we're going to switch up a couple of things we're not using visual studio code anymore we're using visual I'm gonna, studio i'm going to pause you right here pranav um for those of you watching here on youtube uh i'll put the playlist along with this video in the description box that way you can kind of go through all four videos um for those of you listening on whatever podcasts are sold Check out episode, what, I think 15, 16, or 15, 17, and like episode three of the series. So, just letting you guys know. But, yeah, sorry. It was, I actually was sending out to another friend of mine. Hold on, I could tell you in a okay. minute, in a second, what episodes you should be checking out. Um, check out, you want to check a look at episode 15, which is episode two. And then okay. episode, uh, I think, 17 or 16 is episode three. Okay. Um, yeah, sorry. Sorry, three. guys. I've, we've done so many episodes. I, I lost track of what we did oh, when. In general. Yeah. That's a different conversation for a different day, though. <laughs> for sure. I mean, now that everything has been going around so fast, and really, we, we don't know what day it is anymore. But uh, let's get started. And, and what I want to preface this by is these, ap these uh, applications or these code samples um, can also be found online. Um, if you look at a concept known as .NET or C-sharp design patterns, we're not focusing on the design pattern itself. We're going to take a little bit more of a, I would say we're going to break down a project into its components and we're also going to break down the code into its components and also understand the concepts that were mentioned last episode when I made this very vague statement saying that an oop is in fact a pie. Remember Britney Spears if you're watching this please endorse this channel um and we'll, we'll, we'll happily take your money for sponsorship well not only that we would love to use um you know some of your songs maybe as intro music if we wanted to and we'd be more than happy would, to do that it would, it would be greatly appreciated yes greatly appreciated definitely and but aside from that we i made the statement that an oop like c sharp or java is really a pie now in that acronym a pie i have explained and i briefly expanded that to say the a stands for abstraction the p stands for polymorphism 
the I stands for inheritance and the E stands for encapsulation. Right. When you're, when you're creating an application, be it something like an API or something that you would use like the calculator app, for example, on Windows 10, you can find the source code for it, by the way, on GitHub. They've open sourced the Windows 10 calculator app and recently speaking about source code, the Xbox source code was leaked. Wait, seriously? Yes. If you look at The Verge, about a couple of days ago, the Xbox Series X or Series S graphical source code, we're talking about the, the programming on a damn graphics chip for everyone to be ooh ah, you know, ooh ah shiny, I want that video game. That's the graphics engine for which the source code was leaked. And source code from Windows XP happened to be leaked as well. I'm, I'm going to ask a dumb question now, but who uses Windows XP anymore? A lot of people still do, believe it or Seriously? not. Seriously? Yes. I mean, isn't Windows XP, I don't know, 2003 much? Whatever. Yes. But here's the thing. No matter what happens with Windows as it evolves, right? Again, it's a bit of a side topic, but it's a good side topic to go on a little bit. No matter what happens with the Windows operating system, it'll still continue to evolve. It is the fact that so many other businesses in different sectors of our economy are still, in fact, using older versions of Windows. Like it Why? is well, the reason being is that they it's it's more of a business slash IT decision where when Windows XP came out, you have what are known as certain libraries, or as I said before, you have certain APIs that are specific to, let's say, an operating system right. that would allow you to develop an application that would reside on that operating system. Mm -hmm. Also, you have the ability where in certain, uh, as well, certain with, with certain operating systems that it would be required by regulations that certain operating systems would have to be installed on machines. And even when you, when myself being a, a consultant or being a vendor operating with uh, or operating through a company like TCS, when we have these contracts and client, uh, these contracts, it's all domain knowledge, by the way. So I'm, right. I'm just saying, I'm not just saying that I'm revealing a, a trade TCS secret. I do not intend to do that. If anyone that is watching is a member of TCS, thinks that I might be revealing, you know, any, any IP, then feel free to to find a way to get in touch with me and, and we'll, we'll clear the air there but this um, is really uh, I'm, I'm gonna come in here we here at right over the bed do not endorse or support any illegal activities so for now to put it bluntly you're on your own if you get if you get screwed out so uh, if i get if i get chewed out if i get chewed up spit out and blew off stage i mean without quoting eminem there i mean again marshall mathers if you're watching please do sponsor this um not a sponsor, but we're, we're more than happily take your money. Yes. And even if you do decide to sponsor, God bless your heart. Um, hey, what but, is that supposed to mean? Oh, God bless your I'm Okay. What I'm trying to say, when I say God bless we your heart, I mean, cool, you know, God bless we, you. We ain't cool enough to be on the same level here. I see you. We ain't friends no more. <laughs> <laughs> you had to pull a fluffy. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to do that. All right. No worries. So, um, what was I talking about? 
Um, oh yeah, so Andrew. with regards to being a consultant, right? You know, every single time that we engage with a, with a, with a client, so it's like Microsoft or Humana or, G or uh, Morgan Stanley or Boeing or GE, as consultants, we would have to, we're basically kind of like temporary employees of our customer. Right. And we would have to kind of work in their IT infrastructure. So right. their IT infrastructure also means that every single laptop that an, that an associate would get would actually have a certain operating system installed, which is why you'll still see companies that would be using operating systems like Windows XP, Windows 7, Windows Vista. Vista was a trashy operating system. Any and everyone who's- yeah, I, I would have said that differently for Vista, but yeah. Well, I mean, no, but honestly, like, you know, again, if you look at some of the more, the more, like, I wouldn't say accepted, but the more popular used operating systems would be Windows 7 for sure, 8.1, which is a better uh, version over Windows 8, and Windows XP. Those are probably the top three. Windows 10 and 10 Pro are coming up the ranks right now, um, especially after knowing. And yes, if you guys are interested to check out the news about the leaks, uh, the source code leaks, go on to The Wired. Or the Verge, rather. It's on. It's it was there on the Verge, and it was actually I saw that update yesterday on my phone, and I'm like, okay, that would be interesting. So, all right, all right let's start this coding on uh, as soon as the later, bro. Yes, let's do it right now. Right. So let's go ahead and start. So now, before we get started, um, I'm gonna step away for a little bit, but I'm gonna give you controls of the system here. All right. So what's going on? You 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 leaving me hanging? For a, few, for a little bit, yes. I'll be right back. So don't worry, I trust you. Um, you want to pause this and maybe like put it like a commercial break or kind of thing? Nah, I'll do it before. It's fine. Go ahead. Huh? I'll do it before. I'll do I'll do the commercials before. Okay, but you'll but you'll uh, but at least like you'll edit it out, right? Sure. Let's say that. All right. Well, we'll edit it and then you know what? We'll pause. The, we'll stop the recording now and then once you're back, we'll resume it. All right. Fine. <laughs> All right, I'll still hang on. Okay. We'll take the short commercial break. And we're back. Yes. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, it was a quick quick uh, few minutes commercial break. Thanks for hanging on. Let's get to it right away. So we're going to talk a little bit more about what makes a program a program, what makes an application in .NET Core an app, whether you're writing something for an API to exchange data, or if you're writing something to just say hello world. We're gonna be taking a look, and as mentioned before the break, we're gonna be taking a look at what it means when I say, and when I say C sharp, which is an oop, is in fact a pi. We're gonna see abstraction, polymorphism, inheritance, and encapsulation all together at work. And I will break it down literally line by line by line, and by we're gonna line, by line by line. Yes, line by line by line by line by line. Uh, I just had to say that. It's fine. So just give me a minute. All right. So you can see the screen, right, Rana? Sure. You're good, right? Seriously. I don't want to be. Yeah. All right. So let's go into this program.cs file now. As mentioned before, anytime you are working inside Visual Studio or VS Code. A trick to know is that the whatever letters are after the 
the period in the name of a file or what's known as the file extension would be able to tell you what kind of file you're working with. For example, if you're working in PowerPoint, you save the file, it's a .ppt or .pptx in word.doc or .docx. In Visual Studio, a couple of file extensions that you would want to be familiar with are .sln, which means right. it's your solution, .csproj, C-S-P-R-O-J, is your C-sharp project file, and of course, anything that has a .cs at the end of it, cs meaning C-sharp, which of course, Java programmers cannot really understand their code because we know why they can't C-sharp. Um, that so, always makes me smile. Yeah, that's a time. That's a, that's a classic. Yeah. Now let's understand what the HTML hockey sticks is going on over here. First, let me zoom the zoom your our workspace window here in a little bit so you can be able to see a lot better. First and foremost, you notice that we have every single time that I add a new project, there would be a program.cs file that's automatically added with it. Now, the reason being is that when you actually run this program, the compiler or even your operating system, your Windows operating system, will look to find is there a program.cs file if it's there then it's going to look for let's say a main class if that is there it's going to look for a main method which is why i've written these docs for like the code comments to say okay this is the main entry point of of execution every single console application at the very core needs to have a main method from which okay i go from which the the operating system would say I would go into the program to be able to do whatever the hell it is. Think of this main method as the front door of your house. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Understood yeah. so far? So the far over, overall purpose of this is to understand the fundamental principles of writing a program in a language like Java or C Sharp. These concepts are really language, what I would say are language agnostic, meaning it doesn't matter what language you're writing the, the damn program in, the same principles always apply. Right. It's, it, and it's to even better explain that, it's like saying if you're licensed in New York State, you can be licensed to practice mechanical engineering in New Jersey. You know, it's like that. Wait a minute, back up, say what? Okay, when I say that the concepts of abstraction, polymorphism, inheritance, and encapsulation, they right. don't specifically apply to, they, they, they're just not limited to C-sharp alone. These same okay. concepts are applicable in Java, in Python, in other, in any, in C++, C, VB, VB.net, the same, principles apply there as well. So I'm saying it's like you having a degree in mechanical engineering, it'll be honored in New York, it'll be honored in California. Well, that makes sense. And uh, a quick side note, yes, I have a degree in mechanical engineering for those of you who don't know. So, right. interesting fact about me. So now here's what we're doing. So basically on line 19, and uh, there is a 
uh, a key uh, a key that you can press on your keyboard is F12. Now, F12 is one of the most important keys because inside of Visual Studio, F12 allows you to go into a definition of either a class or of a method. Now, this consonant factory class is generic. I'm sorry for interrupting you, but my question is for those of us or those of the those of us who are watching um, on YouTube or wherever podcasts are sold, please check out anchor.com uh, to see where you can buy our podcast. But for those of us who are watching and listening, what happens if you have a Mac or a Linux or something else that you may not have F12? Um, then if you don't have that of an F12 on a Windows keyboard, you can always, uh, a quick way of doing that is just hover over, let's say this word right here, where it says consonant factory, right click, and then you can say, I want to go to the definition or peak definition. Okay. So this is one of these things of knowing that, of knowing how to be a programmer or at least trying to be a, a, almost a programmer in general is knowing your IDE or your integrated development environment, which basically means it's a program to help you write programs. Interesting. So even the fact that you're creating something is done by computer programmers. It's a little bit, mind-blowing because here right, this right. is where it says I, I said a couple of episodes ago we programmers run the damn world so we have the ability of creating things that can help you to create other things all right i'm gonna I'm pause you again here beyonce if you're listening to this by somehow we'll take your sponsorship money too let, let us know you can find our email at right on the bar.com at uh, right on the bar at gmail.com right on the back no right on the bar at gmail.com Feel free to contact us if you have any, or you want to make, broke, uh, make a deal with us. Thank you. <laughs> I, so I have no shame in this. I've given up my shame a long time ago. But <laughs> listen, you like your music, okay? Everyone likes the music that they like, like they have, like they want to have their cup of coffee. You know, they like it. They like, right. they like it black. They like it. You know, decaf, half and half, two sugars. It's, it's. You know, you do you when it comes to your cup of coffee. What All we're right. gonna see right now is we're actually gonna see the first letter in that a pi phrase at work cool a stands for abstraction now what this means is we're able to have it such that whatever happens in program.cs here between lines 19 and 29 the compiler knows what is actually going to be created and it will also know what kind of objects to create, not just what to create, but what kind of that something to create. For example, imagine that this program.cs file is an automotive plant. Right. Now, this automotive plant is not necessarily responsible for making cars. It's an automotive plant that's, that can also generate Ferraris can generate Lambos, can generate Bugattis, can generate Koenigseggs. So what, what I'm saying is you have this one factory building that can generate cars, but it's not just generating cars. I even said it can generate different kinds of cars. As right. I said, it can generate the Lambos, the Ferraris, the Bugattis of the world. Just right. like that, when I have this consonant factory, 
and I'm just going to go into the definition of it again, where I, I can peek at the definition or instead of go to the actual file. Here, I'm generating this continent where I'm going to have a method that's going to give me an herbivore, and I can have a method that's going to give me a carnivore. All right, how about for those of us who are omnivores? Good idea. Let's do something right now. Um, and let me go into, what was it called? It was the consonant factor, right? Right. So then right. what I can say is that if I go into the consonant factor, there, you, there here we are. If I go into here, right, what it can do is, let's say, give me public abstract omnivore. Great omnivore. Now, what the hell are we doing? Why do I use the word public? Why am I using the word abstract? What are we doing? Now, what this means to say is that this factory, this class, right? Because we're a class is nothing but a grouping of methods that would be able to do a certain thing that can modify let's say a, a function or modify an object, right? So if I'm saying I have this continent factory where I can where I can initialize an herbivore, initialize a carnivore and initialize an omnivore, great. So now what's gonna end up happening is, is that um, we're going to say this method would create an omnivore, right? and say a creature on planet earth that would be and what i'm doing is see code reference or or see also code reference question so far i'm, I'm um, yeah, I have one quick question. Yeah. Uh, when is, I think I might have asked this question earlier in the series, but when is it a good time to, I don't know, write a comment for the code and when's it not a good time to write a uh, comment for the code? Excellent question. Excellent question. That is a, a topic of conversation that every developer has to have. Golden rule write your code in such a way that a person can read it like a book. Okay. There are times where your code can get so complex at which point comments have to be there. Right. Now, keep in mind all these, all the code that's being done that, that I've wrote written here, there are tools that I can install that would, basically check the quality of the code. That means that any time that there is a method that is marked as private, I don't, I would not be prompted by my, by my coding environment or my coding application to tell me that I have to put a comment. Any time that there is a class or a method that is marked with a public keyword. Now we're going into scope, which is also something that is worth to discuss. What do I mean by scope? By scope, I mean, 
can this be accessed by anybody from the outside or is it something that it is so private that it belongs only in that little mini world for example if i have a class of a car and i make it public that means that any other class or any other code package that includes the operating system will have access to that car class inside that i can have things that are further public which means it has world it could have you know it has global scope kind of thing or i can have it private meaning that those properties are unique to that class and that class alone right in which case that should it be or should you try to access that from outside anytime you want to try to access a private method you can't because the coding environment will tell you that, listen, you're accessing something that's private. You better change that scope so that I can get access to it. Now, with this abstraction, we're describing what a consonant would be like. It's made up of an herbivore, a carnivore, and now in this case, it's gonna have an omnivore into the mix. Right. Now, an omnivore, what we're doing is we're creating these, known, these things known as base classes or base types right. from which we can be able to create, let's say, a T-Rex. We can create, I, mean, I don't know, a Velociraptor if we wanted to, which we'll do very shortly. But the thing about abstract classes is that it works into the inheritance as well. Mm -hmm. Now, what do I mean by that in inheritance? You'll see that very quickly. So... Anytime you want to do something with um, um, like your IntelliSense or your code complete, what you're going to do is you can hit control period or on your Mac machines, it will be command period to bring up an IntelliSense menu and you can hit the enter or return key. What will actually happen is that if it finds something that it does not, that it, that it, if uh, the coding environment says, I don't think that's this certain class exists. It'll give you a red squiggly. It'll tell you if something is there or not. Well, it'll kind of say, it'll be kind of like uh, the red squiggly is going to be kind of like uh, if you misspelled a word in Microsoft Office, for example, or Microsoft Word. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. That is exactly how it works. Okay. And as you can see here, I'm having some code quality checks. As you can see, the green squiggly means that their elements have to be documented or at least have to have um, a comment. So I say this class represents an herbivore and, oh, an omnivore, sorry, not an herbivore, it's an omnivore. Right. So now this also is an abstract class. Then um, let me go into this guy and I'm going to say, I'm going to add a method called eat and what it would do here is that I'm going to add this method here eat now keep in mind I can do one of two things an abstract class and what they call as interfaces have the ability of working in the same in a similar way where you can have complete method definitions Right. but the code that you want to execute inside of that will be completely different 
So here, herbivore H, carnivore C, and what I'm going to do is it's going to tell me that you need to put a, another parameter. Oh, the awkward silence is killing me. Huh? I said, oh, the awkward silence is killing me. Well, the reason why I wanted to put awkward, I, I kind of had a, something with awkward silence because I just wanted to make sure that I could properly write a, 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 like write an appropriate comment, right? Part of the, part of the, the trick to being a good programmer is making sure that things are not are, appropriate. Okay. Huh? I said, making sure things are not appropriate. Okay. Making sure things are appropriate, knucklehead. Um, sure, let's say that. This method determines what a uh, what an omnivore would eat. Now, what we have uh, uh, we've created is that now if we go into the America factory, if I go into continent factory what will end up happening is the fact that we'll have a red squiggly. Now, the reason why is because that we are, it does not implement the inherited abstract member constant factory dot create omnivore. So what's going to happen is I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to press control dot and control period. And what's going to happen is it's going to tell me, Oh, I have to implement a, a class. Now here, would create um, a T-Rex, for example. So it returns a dinosaur from Jurassic Park. We need Chris Pratt. And Brad, for this, if you're, this, if you're listening to Chris Pratt, please be on the show. We'll, I'll, I would love it. I'll be, I'll be literally fanboying out the entire time. Return new T-Rex. Now, uh, return new T-Rex. If I go here and I can say that T-Rex will be created and now it will say that it inherits from an omnivore. So I'm going to do a, now how did the line go? So the line went public, public, got it. So a public class, okay? And what you can see here is it's a red squiggly because it needs to inherit, it needs to have the ability to um, um, say, okay, it's gotta either eat one or the other. So right. I'm going to implement the abstract class here. And I will also clean up the the code quality comments. Class um, rep resents a terrible dino. And here, what this method will describe an action of of the t-rex and h is the herbivore so it's the or, or herbivore 
the unlucky carnivore. And I'm just literally looking at um, here. Right. And just going to basically kind of do a quick copy paste. Now, what is happening is you see these red squigglies again. It's because the certain parts of a line of code do not exist in the current context. Chances are you might be missing what's known as a using statement. And when you, when you actually have the using statements, you can see how the color of the text will change. Yeah. Now, if C is null, this is more of a code quality check, uh, code quality thing that's going on here. Argument null exception name of C. Uh, can eat this plus, I can say or, let's see that get type dot name. So now what will happen is that inside of the animal world, we can run the food chain, but where is the animal here? Private, this guy, this one here. Okay, so okay, then- What's the difference between public and private? Okay, good question. So public versus private. Public means that it's accessible by anyone. Private is means that it's, it's, that it belongs to that class. So in the concept of, let's say, fat, like in, in real world, right? If something is public, think of it like a publicly traded company. That it's- so It'll be something like the difference between Subway, which is a private enterprise versus Amazon, which is a public enterprise. Okay. No, that's not the, uh, the explanation I was going for. You're on the right track. It's- oh, On the right track, but on the wrong train, all right. Another way of saying it. The way that you look at it is, think of Amazon being a publicly traded company, meaning that people like you or I can buy shares in Amazon. By the way, one of us already has a few shares in Amazon. That's fine. That's okay. Right, I have to throw that out there. But the private uh, thing to Amazon is, let's say the engineers that work for Amazon, those are not public. Those are not able to be traded, though. That's a different story. One can argue, but yes. Yes, exactly. So it's more like, okay, the company has certain resources that are, let's say, stocks that would say, okay, give us the money that will help you to make money in return. But then certain things that Amazon, or, you know, there are certain things about Amazon that it would not want to necessarily leak out into the public space. Let's right. say, for example, source code. It's not something or you what happened about. recently with uh, Xbox One source code coming out. Exactly, something okay. like that. That's the, that's the right way of doing it. Private, okay. Private omnivore and omnivore, we'll create it that way. And then consonant factory would say this dot omnivore is factory dot create omnivore. And then the run the food chain, we can say that instead of the carnivore having to do the eating, we could also say that this uh, omnivore can also do the eating and we can find out what the hell that the, um, 
the um, what's it called the um, gets eaten so we can say that this dot um, herbivore this dot, yeah you're a Seahawks fan right I know this is a little bit uh, different question you're a Seahawks fan right yeah the Seahawks are playing right now I know cool sorry for those, for those of you watching on on YouTube uh, the reason I'm looking down so much is because now I'm, I'm not taking any notes I don't think I'm that cool or anything I'm watching the Cowboys Seahawks game. We'll probably get some updates while uh, while the game's going on, while while this is going on. Oh, and by the way, if I act surprised or act like with excitement, don't worry, it's just the game. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, the Cowboys are up three to zero. Okay, Russell Wilson will go seven seven something on the on the rear ends, anyways. Yeah. Um, now. What happened is that the animal world that we have here, um, actually both the uh, America and Africa factories would be impacted because we have to um, go ahead and start implementing the changes. So what happens is that you notice how the abstraction comes into play where we say, okay, we take a consonant, We'll break it down into base types of herbivore, carnivore, and omnivore. We'll have this one class that would say we have this animal, we have um, a factory, Africa factory or America factory, which will then be able to say what kind of consonant we're generating an ecosystem for. Right. If you remember that automotive manufacturer example that I brought in, the consonant factory is that automotive power plant that's the the factory itself that's the building in which the cars are being made right. now we're telling the the compiler that we're going to be creating two two specific types that would inherit from the base class which is the consonant factory so in java we have a keyword called base which will then tell you what you're inheriting from <coughs> And that's how it works. That's how inheritance actually works. Do, and this is a program, this is an interview question, ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to tell you. That's a little nugget of information. Does the language of C sharp actually support inheritance from more than one class? The answer is both yes and no. Okay. Why? You're gonna have to explain that to someone like me who doesn't really like coding or in those of us who don't know much about coding. Uh, you want me to explain it to you? Yeah. Okay. Preferably. Inheritance. Right. Inheritance from the last time, from last, from the last episode, we said that inheritance is the ability for data and for properties of a class. Uh, not, not, not inheritance. The answer to the question. What? Of how, was it yes and no or something? I forgot. I forgot the okay, okay, right, right. So the question that I asked that is going to be asked in interviews is does a language like C sharp support multiple inheritance? Yeah. Now multiple inheritance meaning that can can a class be able to take properties from multiple classes? The answer is yes and no. Why is that? Why that is is because you can inherit from one and only one class. Mm -hmm which is the no to the answer. Right. But the yes to that answer is you can also inherit 
from more than one interface. Okay. Now an interface and an abstract class operate in the same way, meaning and like anatomically speaking, an, a class and an interface are exactly the same thing, but with a minor difference. Which in a mean? class, yeah, the, and I'm gonna get into that in a minute. So the, in a class, you can create what are known as constructors. Now a constructor, think about a constructor as you building, you're actually creating the building. That's what a constructor would, constructor would do. You would right. help you to create an object in code or help you to create an instance of a class, which is an object. Now the constructor, you can have that in an abstract class, but you cannot have a constructor inside of an interface. Why that is, I used to remember, but I'll try my best to explain. For a class, you can have more than five ways of creating a, a factory building. Right. Now, I'm not talking about a factory in C-sharp. I'm talking about a factory as in like a Tesla factory or a Ferrari factory. You can create those factories in so many different ways. Just like that in programming, you can create one of those constructors that would be able to tell you that I want to have version A of the animal world. You can have the same animal world, but say I want to have, you know, instead of it as this, like, uh, give me the name of a continent, it can tell me, give me the name of a country. But it's still legal within the, the syntax guidelines. I lost you somewhere, did I? Yeah. Okay. I'll uh, I, like, I, like, I like how you saw me just staring at the screen, like, what the hell is he talking about? I'll show you in a minute. I'll show you in a minute. For, for, those, for those of you guys who are watching this on YouTube or listening to us on whatever podcast or soul, check out anchor.com below. Um, I'm not the best programmer in the world. <laughs> Hence why I became a mechanical engineer and tried to take the easiest way into engineering without coding as I can. Unfortunately, yeah. now being a mechanical engineer, you need to know how to write code, especially if you're going to be taking a class in artificial intelligence, sir. So make yeah. sure you know, you know this could help you. So yeah. consider so, this as like a help. Yeah, so believe it or not, I'm actually in grad school right now getting my MBA from Santa Clara University. A shocker for those of you who have watched some of my earlier episodes. And one of the classes I'm taking is machine learning. So I'm gonna, this is gonna, this is gonna be fun for me. But Rhino, if you actually take a look at some of this, this could actually help you in, your, in learning. What language right. are you using for your machine learning class? Is it Python? It's R. Oh, hey, do feel bad for you, sir. Yeah. Apparently, the professor tried R and Excel in the pre in previous classes, and due to whatever reason, he didn't like it. So, guess what we're doing now? So, Python. Uh, R. Still R? No, sorry. I meant to say he tried Excel and Python in the past. Sorry, my bad. Oh, okay. So instead of Excel and Python, you're going to R. Okay, yeah. makes sense. My bad. Uh, okay, I got I got my words mixed up. And no what just happened? There was like a bunch of code somewhere else. Okay, here's All what's right. going on. 
Sorry, so, I just noticed that. Yeah, it's okay. So remember that this animal world, right? We oh, had this so first using multiple sheets to do your coding. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I am going through multiple class files. Yes, okay. but remember going from this, right? We had this continent factory, right? That would tell us that we can create um, an Sorry. America continent and an and, uh, Africa continent. Right. Huh? I said, sorry, uh, I, was, I said that was a one hell of a touchdown. Sorry. Who, who scored? Um, officially now, the, Hawks? the Seahawks are up 7-3. What did I tell you? That was like a deep bomb from Wilson. Uh, did it go like a 59-yard pass to DK Metcalf? Something like that. All right. Listen, I'm no, I'm no Tony Romo, but, you know, I know my players. Um, going back to this, we started off by saying we have a continent factory that can allow us to create an America continent and the Africa continent. Within each continent, we can create what's known as an animal world, saying that it's either still America or Africa, right? So it's like we have one car factory that we're saying we want to make Lamborghinis and Ferraris. Now, by taking those, we're going to have a sub-breakdown to say we want to have uh, a Lamborghini Huracan and a Veneno. And then from the Ferrari side, we're generating a, a 458 and the Ferrari La Ferrari. Right. So that's how, if I had to draw this out, that's how the program is going to work. Then that's because when we have on lines 25 and 20, that's where we're saying that, yeah, 25 and 20, we're creating a new animal world instance. We're going to say, okay, this is the American animal world. This is going to be the African animal world. But on lines 21 and 26, what's going to end up happening is we're calling the same method that would have, that would be working contextually inside of America and Africa. Right. So... I will draw this, how this class works out in what's known as like a class diagram, but a very, very six-year-old version of a class diagram. Let me, first of all, finish off what I wanted to, to do with the code, and then I'll explain why I was going blazing fast between one and the other. Right. Okay, before anything else, it's going to put the using system here. Now, these using statements that are up at the top, they're important because they give us the ability to have access to the libraries. Remember the question, Rhino, that you asked about what's private, what's public? Yeah. When we're using these libraries, even these libraries have classes and methods that are marked with the words public and private. If I wanted to go into something where um, I want to access a private method within a public class, and if I try to hit the, you know, I hit the dot operator to access those properties, what will happen is I would be told by Visual Studio saying you cannot access this because it's not in public scope. And he dropped and, the ball, yes. And what? I said, and he dropped the ball, sorry. Oh, wait, wait, so it's not a touchdown? No, no, no. Um... What's his face on the receiving team of the Cowboys dropped the ball at the one? <laughs> literally, like Pollard, you can see Pollard catch the ball, take two, one step, and literally just drop it. 
I am just gonna. I, I okay. Um, one of my friends. Her name is Natasha. She's oh, actually. Oh, hey, never mind. It actually slipped through his hand. Still a fumble, live yeah. ball. And now it's what fourteen three. No, one one in ten at the one. For the Hawks. For the Cowboys. Okay, so then he's not. The, so he didn't do a bonehead thing. Okay, good. Anyways, back to still, still a bonehead thing, but not as a big one. Not a big one. <laughs> it's not a J.R. Smith bonehead. I played the fifth. <laughs> well, speaking about the J.R. Smith bonehead, congratulations to the Lakers that made it to the NBA Finals. Yeah. So, I'm a huge, I'm a big Laker fan, so I'm happy to see my Lakers. Who isn't? Um. Um. Those of us, those who are a Clipper fan or Warrior fans. Sorry. That's true. And dude slipped in front of the touch in the end zone. Good to know. Safety. Maybe. Yep, safety. And who 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 caused it? Was it Jamal Adams? No, he I, I didn't see uh was it I don't know. Alright, anyways, let's get back to this. Ezekiel Elliott, one of the better running backs just slipped. Better running backs. Bonehead. Yeah. Obviously, so now the, the score is 9-3. to three Hawks over Cowboys. Yep, I know. Thanks Sorry, for that. Yeah, I just have to keep – I like sports a little bit too much here. Who doesn't? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm also in the same boat, right? But I'm trying to focus here. <laughs> um, so, focusing? Huh? What does that mean? Focusing. <laughs> I never heard of such a word. It, it's one of those things where we try to be as productive as possible and um, productive what is that um, oh, i'm kidding i'm kidding yeah t-rex will say Oop, doink and put that over here by the way for you guys also to know what it means to be a programmer make sure you know command c command v for those that are using mac Control C, Control V for those using Windows. Um, copy paste. Everyone does it, including us programmers, because we have a, a very bad tendency of being lazy. Now, what'll happen here? What I've done is I've created an inside the Africa factory. Right, we have this continent factory, Africa factory. We have an animal world. So what happens is that let me actually go ahead to paint, and this time. Um, draw it out for you to under for you guys to understand what goes on okay and this is where abstraction polymorphism and inheritance all work in consort together so right. what i'm going to start with is i'll start off with my pencil tool and draw it out in black so we have this here where we call as a continent and i'll say it's co and T, right? And, yeah, or, well, let me actually spell it out. Well, you're spelling that out. So, um, I, I don't know if I told you this, but I'm doing fantasy football this year. Uh-huh. And I have, uh, uh, not Gronkowski. Oh, I have Gronkowski, too, as one of my tight ends. But, um, who's, uh, Stefan Goss? Uh, how, what's his face? The former Patriots kicker. Kicker. Sorry? Steven Gasowski. 
Steve Gaskowski, sorry, thank you. I have him on my team. How's he doing? He was expected to put about eight points in the game. He got 25. This is with the Bills, right? No, this is as a Titan against the Bikes. Okay. Anyways, so let's do All one right. thing. Let's do a quick, like, right, right-hand side, left-hand side comparison. So what the HL Hockey 6 was going on in this program. So in, let me close everything else out and tell you how exactly this whole thing works. So we have this one continent factory that I created as a continent. We have America and we have Africa here. Right. So inside of America and Africa, what's going to happen is I'm going to draw more like a rectangle to uh, represent a method. Uh-huh. Which will be... The, which would then basically create, which will say, um, I would say, I would call it as food for thought for food chain. Okay. Okay. Now, one thing that that you could want. You make a, could you make a, the note, little, the Microsoft Notepad a little bit, or Microsoft Paint a little bit bigger, so that we can see like everything. It was the, the reason I asked is because it was kind of cutting off at A in the second A in Africa. This is better. Can you see it? Yeah. Okay. So here's here's what's going on. We have we create we created a continent. We have two continents, both of which have a same idea of having a food chain. Right. Now, one thing I forgot to mention, and I'm going to draw this out in um, in blue, is that we have animals that are part of these ecosystems so right. we'll have like in uh um in america you'll have let's say a a wolf you'll have your bison and we have our t-rex in right. the, in the u.s in, in the America fact, in the America animal world. In right. the African animal world, we're creating a lion. And then we create a wildebeest. And then we create our panther. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Wakanda forever. You know that the intro was Trevor Noah, right? Yeah. So, anyways, here's the. Um, sorry for the slight digression, folks. Um, but yeah, it's not slight, but yes. Yeah, rest in peace. Rest in peace uh, to Chadwick Boseman, wonderful actor. Uh, what we're doing right now is, we've. Ba I'm basically showing you the concept of inheritance and right. abstraction and polymorphism and encapsulation all at play. How? Here is where your in, your abstraction comes in. When you have continent, America, Africa, we're abstracting the idea of representing a continent. Right. And we're saying that a continent can be an American continent, it could be an African continent. Right. Inheritance also works because Africa, the continent of Africa or the Africa factory inherits from the base type of continent. Mm -hmm. We have the America factory as well that inherits from the base type of consonant. So that's inheritance at play and abstraction as well. 
Right. That's also now polymorphism is at play as well, because we know that the continent type has been molded into the America continent. Right? Right. And the Africa continent, and as well the continent-based class, got molded into the Africa continent class. And I'm gonna draw that polymorphism stuff going in pink. So you'll see how the continent becomes like a type for Africa, and you'll see that the continent would become a type for America. And if I open up Visual Studio once more, we can see that. I'm gonna create, let's say, a new, uh, I create a new factory class from the continent, and then you call it as Africa. And I'm gonna say that, where is my animal world going to be created inside? Which continent would be created inside of? So I say, okay, I'm gonna create it inside of Africa, right? So you right. can see that the animal world class will take a parameter or an input of type consonant factory. Right. So now you can see that the, we see the breakdown going, going here. Anything that you see in a circle or an oval, it's mm -hmm. a class. Anything that you see in a wonky square or rectangle is a method. Oh, that makes more sense now. Okay. So what happens is we create, we have a continent. We create two continents, America and Africa. And then within that, we're creating worlds in those, in those, uh, inside of those continents. So think of this as if it was a video game. Right. We're creating something like Pokemon Snap or Pokemon Go, right? Right. You have the continent or you have, let's say, the, the area in which you live, or let's say you have um, the North America continent where you'll right. see, instead of it saying America and Africa, let it be United States and Canada. Okay? Cool. Inside of United States and Canada, you'll have Squirrel, Charizard, and Pikachu. In Canada, you could have Raichu, Mew, and Mewtwo. Mewtwo. Okay? Now, we have these subtypes. Now I'm going to have one method that would be in both, that would say catch them. Sorry, I'm having like flashbacks of my childhood. Who, who, who wouldn't be? Right. We're having this method, this base method called catch them. Now right. catch them would be that we can catch either a wolf. Well, this is for still animals, but if we took it from a Pokemon example, we'd be catching a Pikachu, a Raichu, depending upon the depending upon where we are. So, you know, in if I was in Canada, I could catch Mew, Mewtwo, and Raichu. If I was in America, I could be catching Squirtle, Charizard, or Pikachu. Right. So that's how all of these concepts are actually at play. Let me go back to the code and, and tell you once more of how it works. So if I actually run this, which I'm going to do now, and I will bring the, the output window over. Right. And as you can see, there are no green squigglies. There's no red squigglies. Why? Because the, the IDE or Visual Studio or let's say your compiler, right, has right. done what's known as a syntax check and a semantics check. Right. Which means think of syntax as your rules of, of your, as the rules of punctuation. The semantics, think of that as your rules of grammar. Right. 
So what do you mean by rules of punctuation? Finish every sentence with a period. Always make sure that you use commas in the right place. Make sure that you're using semicolons anytime you're enumerating a list. Um, make sure you avoid run-ons. Make sure that you use, you know, if you're saying something that's a, of an interjection, make sure that you can say that um, you have something that says, um, you know, use an exclamation point at the end. These are rules by which you would write your paragraph out. Right. Now, it's gonna take some time. It should show up on the screen. Why is it not showing up? It should be taking a little bit of it here. So you can see that a lion eats a wildebeest, the panther eats either a wildebeest or a lion, the wolf would eat a bison, but the T-Rex would eat a bison or a wolf. I think you misspoke. I think a T-Rex would eat everybody. But for the context of this, oh, yeah. I mean, yes, a T-Rex would eat me. I mean, if there was a T-Rex right now, I mean, I'd be like, you know, of course I'd be shitting my pants, but you know, that's a different story. But what I'm I, trying to get out of this here is- I think all of us would be shitting our pants. Yes, we all would be. But what I'm trying to get at is when you run this, you would see how you would see all the lines of code or like the strings that you put inside of that method of console.writeline, it would be shown to you on the screen. Right. Okay. And cool. then everything else would fall into place. Syntax means how the program is written. Semantics mean what is the meaning of the code that you've written. That's what happens. Inheritance is the ability for you to take things and be able to do something with them. So inheritance will come up with what's known as an interface really quickly. And now it's now that execution is done. Go back to my solution explorer. And he's in for the touchdown. Who? Elliot. Nine nine. Well, ten nine once the game is up. Right. So I'm basically that kind of, you know, the whole concept of inner of inheritance is actually at play when you're. Oh looking oh at, oh no 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 no, he didn't get the touchdown. <laughs> how? He his left knee to hit the ground before he caught he broke the plane. Wow, wow wow wow. Yeah. Uh, and the Seahawks took their second timeout. Very nice. Sorry, what were saying? Yeah, so I was talking about the concept of inheritance where that's always at play. When we created the America Factory class, we right. inherited from the consonant factory, which means that whatever methods were defined by the consonant, we had to put it into our what we call as a derived object or a derived type from the base. Right. That's how it works with um, with regards to the um, to the inheritance of everything. Cool. And um, that's where we kind of will wrap this up. And cool. um, and we and any last questions that you have right now? Uh, I'm good for right now. All right. Well, thanks for having me on for like four episodes, almost in a row. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um. This will go up Thursday morning, probably on video Sweet. on YouTube. So I'll post probably post this audio this weekend today once I finish downloading it. Nice. Yeah, you have two parts to it anyway. So yeah, I have to edit it together. Yep. So you got some work cut out for you. But yep. yeah, I mean, uh, it was it was awesome. I'm glad I could share a little bit of knowledge.
of what I do. And, and these kinds of things, everyone does, every single programmer does regardless of, of what language you use, what tech stack you work in. Um, if you guys have further questions, you guys know, links are always in the description box down below. And, um, and, I'm, and as always, I'm always open to hearing ideas, suggestions, comments that you would have. Um, maybe we'd be able to take a look at something else. And another technology stack, um, right now working on a little bit of a side project where I could create a recipe book um, using a front-end technology called Angular. So right you now that's at version 10. Um, it started about a couple of years ago, which started out as AngularJS and or at angular version 1.6 and now within two years it's already at angular version 10 so um that has had more of a, a tony stark ish iron man type of development when you start out with iron man one at mark two and you end up at endgame at mark 95. right and um sorry for the another di uh digression but uh it's like a minute 40 in the first quarter and Officially, the score is 9-9. Yeah, I'm not surprised. That includes the PAT, by the way. Yeah, I know. But we'll see what happens with uh, the rest of the game. So go Hawks. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, somehow the kicker for the Cowboys is botched the PAT. I'm, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Oh, well, that's not my problem. I, my, my Steelers won, so I'm happy. That's all that matters. And and my Lakers are in the finals of the playoffs. I'm I'm happy as always. Yes, it's always it's a, it's a good day. It's a good day if you're a Laker if you're if you're uh, if you're a Laker and a Steeler fan. It's always a good day. Yeah. I guess we'll end it here then. Yep. All right. Cool. Um, as always, thank you, Pranav, for coming on the show. Uh, much appreciated to you as always. Um, you can find Pranav's information down below in the description box here on YouTube. And for those of you who are listening in through podcasts, I was just finding us on YouTube and subscribing to us on YouTube at Rhino and the Bat Podcast. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at Rhino and, the Bat, Rhino and the Bat Podcast. Follow us on Twitter with the same name. And we also have a Facebook fan page if you guys want to check that out too while we post all the videos. Yeah. Also, thank you, Sparso, for sponsoring this video. Much love to you guys. They're being a long time. Uh, sponsor for this channel as well as my other two personal channels which i'll link down below in the description box and as always have a good one see you in the next video peace